It's Monday, June 27th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Income Investor James Early and from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Charlie Travers. Guys, good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. we got the last few days of June coming up, and on our Motley Fool Money podcast this coming weekend, we will bring you our mid-year review and our look ahead to the second half of 2011 for investors. But today, we are going to take a step back with a round of yes, no, maybe so. We will spot the guys up with three stocks each, a stock that they really like, a stock that they really don't, and one that they are genuinely conflicted about. And Charlie Travers, we'll kick things off with you. What is your yes stock? Uh, My yes stock would be Target. The ticker is TGT. I'm sure everybody knows who this company is. And there's something to be said about a company where every time I go in the store, I think I drop a minimum of $50. (laughs) I just can't help myself. You drop it on the floor? No, not literally drop it. (laughs) Um, but, you know, Target stock has actually not been doing that well lately. It's at a 52-week low, and it uh, looks cheap at 11 times earnings. And I think people know the story that, you know, they're kind of like the uh, more trendy alternative to Walmart, but they still provide a similar sort of value, and that puts them in a good spot. Uh, one thing I do like about this stock is that they have 16 straight years of dividend increases, and the yield right now is 2.5%. They talked a little bit on the last call about how, you know, the economy's kind of hurting them a little bit as a combination of rising gas prices. So, you know, those are just kind of short-term things for this company, and in the long run, it's solid. How is uh, the the food portion of their business doing? Because when I go into the Target in Alexandria, the thing that I've noticed over the last couple of years is just the way they have sort of blown out the back of the store – And it's now essentially this massive grocery store within Target. Yeah, you're right. It it never used to be that way. I've noticed the same thing myself. Uh, You know, their core used to be clothes and household household items. You go buy your laundry detergent, but they've really put a lot of effort into providing a more comprehensive shopping experience. And this food initiative is working well, but, you know, people are worried that it's kind of button that may be a little too close to Walmart's superstores. Um, but, you know, maybe that's not a problem. And, you know, it's, it seems like they're doing all right with it. They're, this P-Fresh kind of format is working well. All right, James, what is your yes stock? Chris, I'm going with Chevron. The ticker is CVX. This is an income investor recommendation that I might have mentioned a time or two on, <laughs> on some of our audio programs. I, You're I do a like fan. it. Yeah, I am You're a fan. A big I'm a fan. fan. Even in spite of, of you know, we got this uh, uh, oil uh, being released from the reserves and it's pushed down prices a little bit. This is a very short-term thing. If you're a long-term investor, you still want to be with oil. The big trend is all these third-world countries. We've got China. We've got India. They're all getting cars, and they're all going to need oil. We're not going to move away from oil anytime soon. It's going to increase in demand. Uh, Chevron is great if you like a safer oil play. It's based in the U.S., and it's really good in deep water drilling, and that's the future of oil. It's not easy to get to oil on the surface. It's really nasty sludge way, way, way deep under the ocean, and Chevron is good at that. Uh, ExxonMobil is the largest public company in the world. What what tips the balance for you to go with Chevron over a company like ExxonMobil? Exxon is okay. Um, it's It's got its hands in a few more places, and that's good and bad. It's got a little bit more exposure to refining, which has been good the past few years, bad before that, and it might be bad if, in the future because Asia is picking up a lot of refining capacity. It's really a commodity thing. It, it's a little more exposed to the uh, the frack drilling we're hearing about that, that might be regulated. So Chevron is a little bit more pure play on just pumping the oil out, which to me is, is a safer, easier to predict bet. Okay, Charlie, what's your no stock? 
uh, the no stock would be the tobacco company Laurelard. Uh, the ticker there is LO. Uh, this was actually my stock's 2011 pick late last fall uh, when the company was at risk from an FDA decision coming down on menthol cigarettes, which is their bread and butter in their brand Newport, which you may not know is actually the second best cig- selling cigarette brand in the country behind Marlboro uh, from Altria. Why I'm saying no on Lorillard now when just, I think, eight months ago I said yes on it is that the stock has been on an absolute tear. It's up over 50% in the last year as that FDA um, decision kind of went favorably for them. You know, the market bit up the stock. And then this just this week, the FDA came out with new rules for all cigarette companies next year with these nasty images going on cigarette packs. Um, that's kind of questionable whether or not it'll actually discourage smoking, but it certainly won't help. And as we know, it's in a long-term decline in this country anyway. So at the current price, uh, I'm going to put a no on Lorillard. So it's really just about the valuation. It's not about the business or, or, or the graphic labels, which I mean. I, I, I think it's a combination of all of the above. You know, when the stock was down in the, you know, 70s and 80s, yeah, you could take that bet. You're getting about a 7% dividend yield on the stock. Um, with the stock at 110 now, you know, the money's been made and it's time to look elsewhere. So you don't find tobacco investing distasteful? I. <laughs> That that's a kind of a mixed you bag. Pause though. I, I did pause. The, the, okay. the pause. I, I would say I'm not 100 percent comfortable with it. I'd rather invest in a company like Target, for example, than yeah. tobacco. But you know, there's somewhat of a price for everything, and I, I understand if people stay away. That that's I, I understand. I'll put it that way. But is this likely to work? I mean, just just going uh, off of this individual stock and and looking at these new uh, warning labels with these graphic images. I just I'm not a smoker, um, but I just sort of look at this and think. I, I don't know that for people who smoke, I, really anything that you put on the pack is necessarily going to dissuade them. I can't imagine there's any lack of awareness of the negative uh, health yeah. effects at this point. I was going to say, friends of mine who smoke, they're, they're, they're aware. They, they're like, I get it. I get that there are health problems. I get it. I mean, it might make it more real. I mean, everybody obviously sure. is intellectually aware, but if it's like in your face, but you know, for a young kid, maybe it's more cool, like you're doing this dangerous thing. I, I don't know. James, what's your no stock? My no stock, Chris, is going to be Eli Lilly. This is actually a a long ago former income investor recommendation. It sort of typifies what I see as the problems in big pharma right now. It's become a blockbuster or bust industry, just like the movie business. You know, you got to spend all the t- tons of money. If the drug is not a billion dollar uh, drug, uh, then then it's, it's it's not that useful. So the the chemical-based drug discovery model is really showing diminishing returns, and that's what the, the pharmaceutical companies normally do. And Eli Lilly, in particular, is facing a very steep patent cliff fall-off. So I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to create drugs. Maybe they're going to have to do a lot of acquisitions, but those are both pricey and risky. Yeah, I would totally uh, agree with James here as a longtime drug industry watcher. And the trend is getting worse and worse as the bar the FDA is setting keeps getting higher and higher for these companies to get these new drugs out, uh, particularly for the chronic diseases, which are where these blockbuster drugs tend to come from, like diabetes and cholesterol. Uh, I think the future is harder for these companies than it was in the past. And I totally agree with James on Lily here. Okay. I know we've only done yes, no, maybe so. This is only our second time doing it, but I've already decided this is my favorite part, which is the the maybe so part, because frankly, I like to see the agony on your face Yes, as investors <laughs> where, you're, where you're genuinely conflicted about 
about a stock. Charlie, what is your maybe so stock? I agree with you, Chris. This is my favorite part as well because it is hard. And my maybe so stock is Best Buy, which is a company we've owned in million dollar portfolio for a long time. We currently have it on hold, uh, which kind of fits my maybe so stance here. <laughs> um, what I like about Best Buy is that they are really the biggest and last player standing in consumer electronics as far as a big box kind of concept. And the stock does look legitimately cheap. I think it's somewhere around 10 times earnings right now. And credit to management for buying back stock hand over fist when the stock is beaten down. The flip side of the coin is you worry about a company like this being a value trap when you have online companies like Newegg and Amazon uh, selling you and cutting you on price, and consumers know it, and they're flocking, and Best Buy has to respond by constantly being nimble with their product mix. So far, they've been successful, but the future for Best Buy is uh, very difficult. Um, I was going to say that you mentioned Amazon. Uh, I saw a Wall Street analyst recently posing the question, is Best Buy essentially a showroom for Amazon? And I think for you know that's probably a big risk for them. That people go in, they you know they they want to see what the big screen TV looks like on the right. wall, but then they're going to go check the price on Amazon. The big ticket items like televisions and digital cameras, the bricks and mortar retailers, and it's not just Best Buy here. All struggled throughout the holiday season, and I think Amazon just puts up some just you know, gaudy double-digit growth numbers. So I think your uh, comment there is spot on. James, your maybe-so stock? My maybe-stock, Chris, is Electro Rent Corp. The ticker is ELRC. This is a $400 million uh, market cap stock, a little in the small It's like side. Target. It's one of those right. brand names we <laughs> all know. Everybody knows and loves the <laughs> products. A 4.8% yield. That's how it caught my eye originally on a dividend screen. Uh, it makes like, how do I say this, Boxes and devices, electrical testing and, and and measurement equipment that companies or the military, industrial users might rent to test out electrical things. And the maybe part is that the equipment rental business is usually not a good one. It's just it's not sexy. It's not a high growth business. The part that I like about it though is that a, a the dividend has no debt. The CEO owns seventeen percent of the company, and it was voted one of the hundred most trustworthy companies by Forbes magazine. So. I'm I'm conflicted. I was going to say it sounds like you know it, it showed up on your screen. The you know you like the the ownership structure and all that, but then when, once you got to the actual business, it sounds so good except for the business. Yeah. <laughs> now, now with these kind of customers, is this niche enough to maybe overcome the traditional economics in a rental business? That's the maybe part. I mean, there are actually a surprising number of other competitors. You know, it may be niche. I'm, I'm I'm kind of looking into it more. I don't know how fast that these things need to be purchased. Obviously, they're renting versus buying for a reason. So I'm kind of. Kind of looking at all that. And what is the ticker one more time? E-L-R-C. All right. Drop us an email, radio at fool.com, and send us your yes, no, maybe so stocks. That's radio at fool.com. James Early, Charlie Travers. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. James's company sounds completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they it's work real. with electrical things. I promise. <laughs>